we really base our company on trust and transparency. So my relationships with my client are the exact same way. I don't take something unless I feel that that person is 100% comfortable with it. Communication between our gemologists and our handbag experts and the clients are there. If these handbags are you know, valued over $1,000 with us, if the jewelry is as well, we take these things extremely seriously with insurance. Every mm-hmm. item is insured when I walk out the door. Our goal is to not make our consigner worry and to know that we will not only take good care of it, but we will get your items sold when you're ready to do it. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today's episode of Spark Joy is part one of a three-part series dedicated to selling your clutter. What do you do with those items that no longer spark joy? We're dedicating three episodes to how to make your clutter pay you back. We believe that all things have a purpose, and sometimes by letting them go, we are allowing them to fulfill their destiny and hopefully bring joy to someone else. We are so fortunate today to have Sky Lehman with us. Sky is a luxury consignment consultant for The Real Real, the country's largest authenticated luxury consignment marketplace. She's been with the company for four years, and she meets with clients in their homes to help them make the most of the items they are no longer using or wearing. Some of these items range all the way from handbags to jewelry to fine art even, and of course, always lots of clothes and shoes. She lives in New York City with her doggy, Jax. Welcome, Sky. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're so glad to have you on Spark Joy. We'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about your work as a luxury consignment manager at The Real Real. How did you get started doing that? It's such a cool job. And did you begin as a stylist or was that something that was kind of a result of working within the consignment field? Neither. It's actually a funny story (laughs) (laughs) and an uplifting one for my mother, especially. I had been working in the fashion tech industry and the company I had been with wasn't getting the funding that they needed. But I noticed that the real real was uh, when my mother bought a piece of art on the website. And this lady used to call Saks.com to place phone orders, by the way. Wow. Uh, and then she was subsequently invited to an event of theirs in New York City. Um, so naturally, I needed to join her. Uh, I met the executives there and I found myself a gig at what I knew was going to, to be the next big thing to hit the fashion industry. What is your day like? I mean, tell us a little bit about how much of your day is spent, you know, talking with clients and discovering treasures and what is your time spent doing? Sure. Uh, Well, my clients are my first priority. So that said, uh, my day is filled with appointments, I would say between two and five per day, uh, where yes, I'm discovering many, many treasures some of which, of course, I want for myself. (laughs) Every day is a different adventure. Such a wonderful perk of this job, really. In between appointments, when I'm in the car, which means Uber or taxi, um, I answer emails and I take calls from potential clients who have questions about the process, from closet organizers, from stylists who are referring their clients. Sitting in traffic can actually be extremely productive for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, After a day's worth of appointments, um, by the time I get home, I would say I have a healthy amount of emails. Uh, So I typically 
crack open a bottle of wine, sit down at my computer with my dog, Jax, who keeps me company. Very cool. And you're right there in New York, but I think the real world has kind of a nationwide service, correct? Absolutely. We are actually based uh, in San Francisco, where we started. I was founded by a tech entrepreneur, a female founder in her 60s, Julie Wainwright. Um, So we've spread all over the country. We have people in seasonal areas now that they're testing out. Uh, someone in Vegas, and all major cities, for sure. We have about 150 uh, luxury managers. Really? Servicing, wow, that's amazing. Servicing consigners all over the country. Wow, that's a huge reach. What kind of things are the buyers looking for these days? What items are really popular? I can imagine your job is to try to align the buyer's interests with what the sellers are providing. Do you feel like that's always in sync or... It's a, it's a bit of a loaded question, but um, <laughs> for the most part, for the most part, handbags, jewelry, and watches. I would also say current items like those that have very recently come out in stores, or items that notoriously don't go on sale, or which are very iconic items of that particular designer, you know, such as Hermes bangles, uh, you know, or um, certain things that have the logo very evident on them. Louis Vuitton monogram bags mm-hmm. of the same style that we see year after year after year making, which is why Chanel, LV, and, and Hermes have such consistent high resale values. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of their product doesn't go on sale because they're in such high demand. What about this idea, the buyers wanting what the sellers have? I mean, do you find often that you have buyers looking for things that you're just not able to get or are you continually searching for that next amazing, unusual item? That's a good question. We definitely have people looking for items that are hard to get. I would say, for instance, Van Cleef stopped making this turquoise necklace because the the stones are sourced in Iran and we can't get them anymore. And so I had a client who I'm pretty sure she was very hesitant to buy anything used before in her entire Mm -hmm. life. But Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. called me and she said, I, she would sell to me obviously. And she, she said, Oh my God, I just paid $17,000. I finally, for this necklace that I have asked for every single anniversary of my marriage for the past 20 years. And I just found it and I had to buy it for myself. (laughs) And because it, it just popped up, they don't make it anymore. You know, it was just a luck of the draw for her that it came up this day on our site. And she trusted it because we are an authenticated luxury site where, you know, everything is real. And so because of our experts vetting them and, and them coming from Christie's and Sotheby's and Circa. Mm. And, um, so, so there's things like that. There's also Cartier love bracelets, another iconic thing from a jeweler that's very popular. And those are extremely in yellow gold. They sell out in seconds. So wow. we would love to have more in our Soho store that just opened, but we can't even get them in because before we could even transfer them to the store from our warehouse, uh, they're gone. They're gone. And I know that all of the holidays are a really big pull exactly, for Exactly, Karen. Exactly. Every time I think of another holiday that's coming up, then I think, well, it's someone's birthday every day. It's, oh, sure. it's graduation soon. It's Mother's Day. There's always something. And when people are buying from all over the world, because we sell to 63 countries, their holidays, you know, I don't even know. Super interesting. So if we have listeners out there who are interested in selling or better understanding the value of some of their items, especially their designer items, what tips do you have for helping someone make the most of a consignment using the VLVL? Sure. 
I would say, well, most of us have closets filled mostly with shoes and clothes, Mm -hmm. uh, which when sold, you know, certainly adds up. But I would say the money really lies in their handbags, jewelry, and watches. Those are our most popular items to consign with the highest resale values and returns, for sure. Also, brands with recognizable and iconic designs like Hermes, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, Louboutin, Van Cleef, Rolex, David Yerman, those are among our best sellers for sure. I'm curious, Sky, why do you think the handbags and the watches are in higher demand or higher value? I would say the stigma of reused would definitely not be there as much as the clothing, I would think. Um, I would also think that the retail values on those things have skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. So perhaps the idea of spending $10,000 on a watch is just so, even if you can afford it, it's just so unbelievable to so many people that if you know something is real and you can get it in such good shape for half the price, then you know, then why not scoop it up? Sure. Well, as consultants, we often work with clients who have lovely things to consign, but they may hesitate because they don't know like the fair price of something. So what are some good guidelines for determining how much something is actually worth? Sure. Um, Well, in every appointment, I always like to explain how we price, that these prices aren't just coming out of thin air uh, because they can also sound pretty unbelievable to someone who had just spent, you know, $2,000 on a dress and now it's going to sell for, you know, three or 400. Uh, So, so I'm happy to explain um, how things get a price tag in the resale market. Our prices are determined by demand and condition Um, amongst the 8 million members. Like I said, that we have um, that are buying on the site. We're a tech company at heart. So we're fortunate to have loads of data. Um, So that's also how we've become so successful. For instance, if we sold a particular necklace for $2,000 in one day and you gave us the same necklace in same or better condition, we would mark it up, you know, to 2-2 or 2-5, whatever the gemologist sees fit or vice versa. If it had sat on the site for 200 days, we knew we had priced it too high. Mm -hmm. So we would then list it, you know, we might go to 1500 or 1700 if the initial marking was, was 2000. Our pricing team uses our data to determine the right price, making sure that the consigner is happy and that the item will sell quickly uh, while also making a considerable profit for everyone. Does that make no, sense? Absolutely. Um, and I guess what I'm thinking is that the real value of a platform like The Real Real is that you do have such a reach. I mean, if you're consigning at your local consignment shop, you, your market is really limited to the people who happen exactly. to walk in. You buy all over the world and then you're, you know, depending on the people who live in the 10 block radius to to buy those items. Right, exactly. And then having all that data, I mean, after the, the experience that you've had, and I know how many items you have listed at the Real Real? We put up about 2,000 new items each day. Amazing. And wow. then there are sales that have still sat on from the previous day before. So probably, oh, I would say anywhere from... 10,000 to 50,000 items probably up on the site at all times. They probably start getting rid of ones that have been sold for a long period of time. And what happens to the things that don't sell? Good question. Uh, We never give anything away, which I know has been sort of a concern of people who have consigned in the past, maybe with a brick and mortar that didn't have space. And then then all of a sudden, poof, it was gone. 
We discount certain items like shoes and clothes and sunglasses and scarves if they don't move after about 30 days or 100,000 clicks and no one's biting. We'll start marketing them you know, 10% lower each month. But for certain things like high-end jewelry and handbags and watches, uh, those prices are fixed. Um, so, th- so there's a definitely a discount. Uh, but after five or six months and it's 50% off, those things typically just sell. Can you just walk us through just really kind of briefly the the process of the communication between yourself and the sellers and and how that all works once they've decided to consign things to you? Sure. So the consigner, rather than wondering what's happening now, what's sold, uh, having to wonder, you know, what's going on, which um, is stressful for sure. Uh, The consigner receives a check every month and they can actually log in and see real time their sales on our platform. So on the realreal.com, unique to their email, they can see what they've sold each month and what their net commission is, what they've made in total over time, which is really amazing to see, especially for, for people who've really dedicated a lot of time to cleaning out and then item by item, the return for each one, which is also really educational to see what brands have good resale and what don't. And it's actually really helped me, especially as a consigner as well, to see what brands I'll actually continue to buy and which ones I really feel like I wasted some money on. We really base our company on trust and transparency. My relationships with my client are the exact same way. I don't take something unless I feel that that person is 100% comfortable with it. Communication between our gemologists and our handbag experts and the clients are there. If these handbags are valued over $1,000 with us, if the jewelry is as well, we take these things extremely seriously with insurance. Every Mm -hmm. item is insured when I walk out the door. Our goal is to not make our consigner worry and to know that we will not only take good care of it, but we will get your items sold when you're ready to do it. Well, and I can actually vouch for the fact that my clients who've consigned with the Real Real have been very happy with the communication. I get emails and calls all the time from clients who are like, oh, I can't believe you got to go see what's on my site. It's selling so great. And they're so happy to see that little that little counter keep going up all the time. So it is really actually very good for kind of a fun thing for them. It's, it's um, become a rush. Someone actually, <laughs> someone who was married just equated it the other day to, she said, I said, you know, you don't have to look if you don't want to, if that feels like a burden, you can just get the checks as they roll in. She said, no. I saw my friend's page. This is our version of Bumble and Tinder. This is our rush. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I wonder how your top sellers are doing. Like, can this really turn into someone's side business or kind of like passive income for folks? Oh, if they have stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. they 100%. I've seen people make over $300,000. Wow. That is definitely someone who's high up there. And then I have many clients who I've seen make over $20,000 in their first month with us. Oh my gosh. Many, many. Uh, and then in the subsequent months, 50. And that's just from doing one or two big purges. Wow. So we bet you've had some really amazing and interesting experiences. So, And without sharing too much, can you tell us about some of the most memorable consignment experiences you've had? Besides being in my celebrity crush's living room? (laughs) (laughs) The times I feel best about what I do and when I truly love it is when I can tell that I made a difference. I spent about 15 hours over two days with the daughters and granddaughter of a woman who had recently passed away. She had also had a serious shopping addiction of which they actually weren't entirely aware of. 
it's it's obviously such you know an emotional situation to begin with losing a loved one and then I feel like the last thing a family needs to do is stress about how to begin the deaccessioning process. So, you know, I immediately called my mother after and I said, can you actually stop collecting things now? Mm. I don't want your silver. I don't, I mean, it was so emotional watching them go through this and be so overwhelmed with stuff that I realized it's not just about you. You leave people behind with this stuff. And anyway, so I, I felt so grateful to be able to help them do that. And we became really close. Even I feel like it was so much longer than it actually was in terms of how much I got to know them. But I that's that was definitely memorable. And then, um, of course, I was fortunate enough to work with one of your clients, Karen, who has a lot of emotional attachment to her hundreds or maybe thousands of designer items. And as you probably remember, when you brought me in to meet with her, she was hesitant to part with a single item. And yeah. because she trusted <laughs> you, uh, kept asking if she thought you should she should keep some boots maybe that she hadn't laid eyes on in 20 years. And over the course of our three meetings, she has made so much progress. She's felt so good about the space and money she's made, has parted probably with at least 100, 150 items. And she now asks me if she should keep something and actually listens when I say not to. <laughs> and so I think gaining that client's trust and understanding what an impact I've had on her life for the better is certainly one of the experiences I cherish most. Oh, that's so great to hear. So let me ask you conversely about, about buyers. Do you have any great stories about buyers who found something that they just loved on the site? Because I think a lot of our folks who are doing KonMari are really thoughtful about making sure that the things that they're giving up go to a good home and that the person who receives their items really, you know, derives a great deal of joy from them. Absolutely. Besides my client who had been looking for that necklace for 20 years. So that was oh, definitely yeah, really <laughs> cool. That was really cool to see. Um, and, uh, and actually, we were able to price it over retail because because it was so rare. We're almost never able to price anything at retail at all, even close to it because it's used mm -hmm. technically. Mm -hmm. But with that, it was super special. Actually, I love when my friends send me a link and they say, I just asked my parents for this for Christmas or my boyfriend or my husband for this for Christmas. What uh -huh. do you think? Uh, can I see it in the store? So I actually get a lot of it. I love when it's actually someone I know's item, but it's, it's really amazing to see, to see people I know supporting the business to be giving back and recycling items and not over-consuming. Sky, thank you so much for sharing this process. I think we, we've we seen the real, real, and now you've given us a great behind the scenes. Uh, and it's always important to understand the life cycle of our things, whether they're luxury, whether they're sentimental, or whether they're just common objects uh, around our home. So this is just another perspective definitely giving our listeners something to think about when they're thinking about the sell part of discard, donate, or sell. And before we leave you, we want to ask you what sparks joy for you at this very moment. Being able to be here and talk about what I do and hope to change even more lives with just talking about it and helping people realize what may be worth parting with. Perfect. Yes. We can tell that your career really sparks joy for you. And that's a goal that is very near and dear to both Karen and myself to always be doing things that matter and make a difference in others' lives. Do you have any party tips or words of wisdom before we close out? Everything really in your home and everything around you should spark joy. 
And I, I talk to people a lot about it every day, but it is, it is much harder to do it for yourself. So to remember, you know, every day what we do for each other and for others and to take it back with you and to just bring it home. Sky has a special offer for our listeners. She is available for a complimentary virtual consultation to discuss your consignments with you. You can even send her photos for her review. It's a great way to learn about the potential value of your items and if there's a demand for those particular items in the secondhand marketplace. You can contact Sky at sky.lehman at therealreal.com. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Spark Joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. While you're there, sign up to join our Spark Joy podcast community and get notified when each episode airs. You can also join the Spark Joy podcast community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at Spark Joy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with KonMari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of KonMari Media Incorporated or the KonMari Consultant Community.